0: This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Solemnity of All Saints, the 1st of November. The Church of My Baptism and First Holy Communion, St. Anthony's Forest Gate, is presently undergoing something of a restoration. You'll find a fascinating documentary, in fact, about the Church on our Brentwood Diocesan website. Following the Second Vatican Council, the Friars who ran the parish at the time, decided it would be a good idea to destroy quite a lot of the architectural features of the church, and they went about it with great enthusiasm. But one of my joys of late has been, as part of the Historic Churches Committee, helping to restore that church to something of its original beauty. Unfortunately, one of the works of art that was not destroyed is the great rose window that's above the high altar it features a number of saints connected with the franciscan order but they're all wheeling around the figure of christ in a lyrical and harmonious order you can see this kind of thing too in all the great rose windows of the great cathedrals across the world and it's a parable for the feast that we are celebrating this weekend all saints There are three stages of wisdom by which we come to be saints. And the first stage is putting Christ at the centre of our lives, like that great rose window, making him the focus of our every thought, word and action. And by implication, when we put something else at the centre, other than Christ, be it money, power, pleasure, success the soul starts to go into disharmony. A well-ordered soul will begin to wobble and go off kilter. So that window displays the first requirement for a saint, which is making Christ the center of our lives. And it's everywhere in the Bible. I think, for example, of that storm on the lake, which describes it perfectly. The storm-tossed boat in which the apostles are in, With our Lord asleep, they go into a panic as the waves break into the boat. But Jesus asleep is rather like that place in us that despite all the dramas of life, all of the cares and worries, we still find peace and rest. The greatest source of our peace is the inner Christ, the ground of our being. The second stage of wisdom on the path to becoming a saint is No, you are a sinner. G.K. Chesterton, when asked to define himself, once said, I'm a sinner who loves Jesus Christ. And when you study the saints, you see this attitude over and over again. The holiest people are paradoxically those who are most conscious of their sinfulness. Just look at Teresa of Avila or John of the Cross, Augustine or Thérèse of Lisieux, all spiritual masters, but souls who were powerfully aware of how much they fell short of holiness. I like the metaphor of a car windscreen. When you're driving a car in the morning when it's still a little bit dark, your windscreen looks clean and transparent. But in the middle of the day, when the sun shines on it, you notice all the Defects and smudges. That's how the spiritual life works. The closer that we move to the luminosity of God, the more intensely our inner life is exposed for what it really is. Now, this is nothing to be afraid of, on the contrary, because once we know and see the truth about ourselves through the graceful light of God, our sins can be healed and cleansed. Christianity is a a religion about salvation and the basic assumption is that there is something wrong with us, indeed something so wrong that we can never fix it ourselves. We are members of the dysfunctional family of humanity and egotism, fear, violence and pride have all crept into our institutions and into our blood and bones. Therefore, any attempt To lift ourselves out of the problems of imperfection by our own efforts, whether they be political, psychological or social, will be illusionary and vain. We are saved from the dysfunction of sin only when Jesus shows us the way. So there is no way up but down, no real holiness without awareness. Because a big part of being a saint is knowing you're a sinner. Now, a third stage of spiritual maturity on the road to being a saint, we can say, is learning to live for something bigger, or more accurate, accurately, someone greater. Holy people are those who realise that they participate in something and someone infinitely greater than themselves, that they're but fragments of reality, and far from crushing them, this awareness gives them a huge capacity for loving others. Because life can be lived in one of two ways. According to the spiritual writers, it can be lived as a theodrama, a god drama, or an ego drama, a me drama. Is my life an ego drama? Is it a life in which I'm the writer, director, and above all, the star? The rest of the world just providing a pleasing backdrop as other people function as our supporting players and at worst villains of course our dramas are always uninteresting even if we are playing the lead role the key is to find the role that god has designed for me even if it seems like a supporting role Sometimes, often in a lengthy and complex novel, a character who seems minor throughout the story emerges by the end as the fulcrum around which the entire narrative has been turning. In fact, the main characters sometimes fade into relative insignificance with regard to the generous-hearted player. That's what it means to de the ego so that Christ and others might shine through. The three stages to spiritual maturity and ultimately sainthood, put Jesus Christ at the center of your life, acknowledge that you're a sinner who loves God, make your life a God drama, all of which is personified in the queen of the saints and angels. But then she is the unique creative genius of God himself. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, by whose gift we venerate in one celebration the merits of all the saints, bestow on us, we pray, through the prayers of so many intercessors, an abundance of the reconciliation with you for which we earnestly long, through Christ our Lord. Amen.